Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. The supply of the Spirit. I want to show you where Paul talks about now the supply of of the Spirit. Glory to God. Yeah, let's look at that now. Let's 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 head over to uh, Philippians chapter one, verse nineteen. Philippians chapter one, verse nineteen. Philippians chapter 1, verse 19, speaking about the supply of the Spirit. I really believe this is going to bless you. The Lord showed me this just today, and I was like, wow, this is huge. Now, what are we talking about when we, when we talk about the supply of the Spirit? I want, to sh- I want to show you this here in Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. This is also the Apostle Paul speaking. And, and guys, look at the, the contrast with uh, you know how Paul was talking about living under the law, and how he talks about depending on the on the Spirit here, and and this is when Paul was in the in, in prison. The Philippian or, or the, the the letter to the Philippians was was written from prison. Paul was imprisoned when he wrote this. And look what he says. He says, "For I know that this shall turn to my salvation." The word salvation here means deliverance. Uh, his his deliverance from captivity he says this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer they were praying for him but watch this now and the supply of the spirit of jesus christ if you have your bibles i want you to underline the supply of the spirit of jesus christ now what is this talking about the word supply here is literally talking about like a lavish, bountiful, abundant supply. Look at this in the Amplified. Let's look at it in the Amplified, verse 19. He says in the Amplified, he says, For I am well assured and indeed know that through your prayers and a bountiful supply, glory to God, of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, this will turn out for my preservation, for the spiritual health and welfare of my own soul, and avail towards the saving work of the gospel. Let's break this down. What is Paul talking about when he talks about the supply of the Spirit? Now, he says the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Someone says, Alex, what's what's the Spirit of Jesus Christ? Well, guys, it's the Holy Spirit. You see, I, I believe when the Bible talks about the Spirit of Jesus Christ or the Spirit of Christ, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. You see, there's not, there's not like a, a whole other Spirit, you know, in addition to the Holy Spirit called the Spirit of Christ. No, the, the, the Spirit of Christ is, is, is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so what Paul called the supply of the Spirit is the exact opposite to living under the letter of the law. Because the supply of the Spirit is defined as a total and complete trusting, relying, and depending on the Holy Spirit. Paul is saying, I'm confident this is going to turn out okay. You know, he's, 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 he's in the midst of this challenge. And he says, man, glory to God. I 
have a feeling this is going to turn out okay because you guys are praying for me, but also because of the, the supply of the Spirit. You see, I want you to begin to see the Holy Spirit in this new covenant. Holy Spirit is your unseen partner. Holy Spirit has taken the place of the law of Moses. I want you to, be, to see that the Holy Spirit is really there to supply you with whatever you need. To supply you with whatever you need. In other words, if there's strength that is needed, Holy Spirit supplies you with strength. If there's wisdom that is needed, Holy Spirit supplies you with wisdom. Man, if you need a breakthrough in a certain area, if, if, if you need a, a, a door to open uh, somewhere, well, uh, may I suggest that you release your faith that Holy Spirit is going to uh, supply that need in your life. And so the Holy Spirit, who's taken the place of the law in the born-again believer, he's our unseen partner. And not only, guys, is, is the Holy Spirit responsible for our transformation and growth in this new covenant, the Holy Spirit also will supply us with whatever is needed in any given moment. But watch this. In order for us to live in this, we got to live in what Paul called the newness of spirit. And we got to be free from the old, oldness of the letter. In other words, you got to be free from performance and self-effort. You got to be free from trying to relate to God through the law of Moses. And you got to understand that you are called to live a life of total dependence on the Holy Spirit. Are you guys following me? And so let's let's look at this some more here. Let's um let's study this some more and, and, and I'll show you how this works. Look at Hebrews chapter ten verses fifteen and sixteen. Hebrews chapter ten verses uh, fifteen and sixteen. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 15 and 16. You see, to understand, praise God, to understand the reality of grace, guys. Remember, we were contrasting the types and shadows of the old covenant with the reality of the new covenant. To really understand how this reality of grace operates, guys, we must understand the role of the Holy Spirit. Look what he says here in Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse 15. He says, Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us, for after that he had said before, verse 16, watch this now, he says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. He's talking about the new covenant here. Watch this. He says, I will put my laws into their hearts, and into their minds will I write them. You see, you're not under the law of Moses. And someone says, well, Alex, it sounds to me like you're just giving, like you're just giving people permission to live any, any kind of way they want to live. You know, like you're just saying it's okay to sin. <laughs> well, guys, do you want to know the radical truth of this gospel? 
the radical truth is, you know, someone says, well, I can just sin as much as I want to and, and, and God's still going to love me. I'm still going to be okay with God. Well, um, yeah, technically that's true. You see, that's technically that's true. But you see, first of all, you don't want to do that. Why? Because you, you, you're still okay with God even though if you sin. But you see, sin has negative consequences. Sin affects this horizontal realm. It messes up relationships. It, it can give the enemy access to your body to put sickness on you. It, it can put you in, in prison. You see? <laughs> you see, those are negative consequences. You know, if you go steal something, uh, God's still going to love you. Uh, Popo might come and pick you up and throw you in a prison cell. <laughs> you see, but God's going to love you in your prison cell. Uh, praise God. He's going to be there. You can fellowship with him in your prison cell. But you see, why would you want to do that? And so, as a sin has consequences, you see. But guys, the truth is, and this is how awesome this new covenant is, man. I, I and I just pray that the, the you know I'm just trusting the Holy Spirit to help me to articulate this clearly, and I'll keep working on 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 articulating this clearly. But you see, yeah, you've been set free from the law, and so technically you could go and sin. But if you are truly born again, you're not going to want to do that. You see, why? Well, look at this verse again, because what he says here in verse 16 is, he says, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. He says, I will put my laws into their hearts, glory to God. And into their minds will I write them. And so, in other words, this is the work of the Holy Spirit, glory to God. This is uh, the Spirit of grace uh, at work on the inside of you. This is uh, the supply of the Spirit uh, working on your uh, transformation, you see. And so, and so you're free from the law of Moses, but what you got now is you got the Holy Ghost working on the inside of you. You got the Holy Ghost writing the laws of God on your heart and on your mind, you see. And so, what this looks like is this looks like heart transformation guys not behavior modification in other words the stuff you used to want to do the sinful desires you used to have man what happens is as the Holy Spirit works on the inside of you one day you're gonna find man I don't want to do those things no more you see uh, all of a sudden the stuff I thought was so was so so much fun before you know smoking that GMO weed woo, you know doing that kind of thing it kind of lost its flavor you see and why? Because you got the Holy Ghost working on the inside of you. You see? And so Holy Ghost is working on the inside of you. Now someone says, well, Alex, the Holy Spirit is, is writing the law of Moses in our hearts. Well, guys, no, the, the Holy Spirit is, is not writing the law of Moses in our hearts. You see, you as a born-again believer, you do not have the law of Moses written in your heart. No. What the Holy Spirit is doing is he is writing spiritual laws in our hearts. Praise God. You see, the laws that the Holy Spirit is writing in your heart is one, it's the royal law of love. It's the law of love. That's what the Holy Spirit is writing in your heart. And the Holy Spirit is writing into your heart the perfect law of liberty, and He's writing the law of faith in your heart. You see, here's the, the distinction here, guys. The law of Moses, 
The Bible describes the law of Moses in the book of Hebrews as being a law of carnal ordinances. Now, what is a carnal ordinance? A carnal ordinance is a command that requires you to perform. You see, that's what the law of Moses was. The law of Moses was, uh, in fact, 613 uh, carnal ordinances that would require you to perform. Watch this, however, guys. Spiritual laws, Carnal ordinances require you to perform, yet spiritual laws do not require your performance. Spiritual laws require your belief. Remember, I've told you before, guys, this is a covenant of right believing. It is not a covenant that requires your performance. And so, in other words, when you believe right, Holy Spirit is going to work on the inside of you. Remember, I said earlier, wrong believing is going to keep you in sin consciousness. That's, in a sense, going to block what the Holy Spirit is. It's going to limit what the Holy Spirit can do in your life. Yet, when you begin to believe right, glory to God, not only are you free from sin consciousness, Holy Spirit is now working on the inside of you. And and, and what does this right believing look like? Well, it looks like this. It, it looks like, uh, first of all, you believe, I, I believe God loves me. When you believe that God loves you, well, what that does is the law of love is now at work in your life. The Holy Spirit begins to write the law of love into your heart. You see, you begin to believe, well, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus as a result of what Jesus has done. That activates the law of liberty in your life. The law of liberty says, yeah, man, you're free. You're totally free. But you see, you no longer have the desire to sin. That's the work of the law of liberty and the law of faith he writes in your heart as you just purpose in your heart that you're going to believe the Word of God. You're going to believe what God says about you. You're going to get into agreement with what God says about you. And as you do that, Holy Spirit is making it real to you. Holy Spirit, in other words, continues now to, to, to impart the law of faith into your heart. Are you guys following me? This is radical transformation from the inside out. What the law of Moses could never do, which is uh, produce change and transformation, the Holy Spirit was sent to do that. Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 5. I want to look at a little bit more here tonight. Uh, the law of love. I want to focus in on, on, on the law of love. The law of love, guys. That's really what this is all about. The law of love, man, you see. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You see, Jesus said, This is how they will know that you're my disciples. What did he say? They'll know you're my disciples by how well you're keeping the rules? No. <laughs> did he say they'll, they'll know you'll be my disciples by, by how religious you are? No. He said, they shall know you're my disciples when they see the love that you have one towards another. You see? But you see what, what, what where the issue is, guys, is is that is that we keep wanting to fall back into performance. And so in other words, what religion has done is is religion has really turned has really turned love into a performance. In other words, I'll, I'll give you an example. How many have heard, you know, you're familiar with the verse uh, where the Bible says, faith worketh by love. Amen. Faith worketh by love. Well, how many have heard it said, well, 
faith works by how much we love God. In other words, when you really love the Lord, man, that's when your faith is going to work. Well, guys, that's all wrong. You see, faith doesn't work by how much we love God. Faith works by how much we believe God loves us. You see, the law was demand, demand, demand. Grace is supply, supply, supply. Under the Old Covenant, love was a demand. It was, it was, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, and soul, and strength. You see, that's, that's Old Covenant. Someone says, well, isn't that what Jesus said? Well, yeah, that's what Jesus said when, when someone asked him, Master, what's the greatest commandment in the law? <laughs> you see, in the law. And Jesus said, it's, it's, it's love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, strength, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. You see, that's, that's, that's a demand. That's something you're commanded to do. That's a carnal ordinance. Yet in this new covenant, spiritual law, is not love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, and soul. No, glory to God. It's praise God. It's can you believe how much he loves you? When you believe how much he loves you, now, Holy Spirit can transform you from the inside out. Now, His love is going to start to change you from the inside out. Now, what happens is, as a result, you begin to walk in His love. You see? Look at this here. The Holy Spirit, the first thing that the Holy Spirit does, man, in the life of a believer. In fact, let's read this out loud together. If you're there, Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Ready, read. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And so, the first thing that the Holy Spirit did when you got born again, He shed the love of God abroad in your heart. In other words, He, he gave you... Thank you, Lord. How should I say this, Lord? He... When you got saved, Holy Spirit gave you, He started to shed the love of God abroad in your heart. In other words, He, he started ministering to you about the love of God. Now, sometimes I know people get saved in a religious setting, and then, you know, you, you may have gotten saved because, you know, you just didn't want to go to hell. <laughs> you, see, you just kind of got saved as, as fire insurance. If that is the case, and that's how you got saved, I want you to know, even if you weren't consciously aware of this, the very moment that the Holy Spirit took up residence on the inside of you, man, he's been ministering to you about the love of God, you see? He's been ministering to you about the love of God. And so, what you gotta do is now, you gotta, you gotta be receptive to that, you see? You gotta receive it. You gotta open yourself to what he is ministering to you. Look at Romans chapter 13, verses 9 and 10. Praise God. And guys, tonight is really just kind of like a raw sort of version of this teaching. I'll be working on this some more. And um, 
and by the time I minister on this on Sunday, we'll have sort of the, the, the polished up version of it. But I, I really just want to show you all of these scriptures and just kind of give you an idea of, of, of how this works. You see, it's, 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 it's can you believe the love of God? Well, now what he does is, is he's going he's gonna to use that love. He's going to make that love real on the inside of you. That's how transformation happens. And, and, and see, and, and check this out, guys. Look at how, how significant this is. Look at how huge uh, this love is. Look what he says here in Romans chapter 13, verse 9. He says this. He says, For this Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other commandment, which there is, the other 613 commandments, amen, he says, if there be any other commandment, he says, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now look at verse 10. Verse 10 says, Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Love is, is the fulfilling of the law. Now, we've heard this before. And by the way, guys, the, uh, the only commandments that you are under as a born-again believer, you know, you're not under the 613 commandments of Moses. No, the two commandments that we are under as born-again believers is, is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and two, walk in his love. You see, and, and, and commandment number two, guys, only comes as a result of, of commandment number one. You see, because if you believe on, on Jesus, if you believe right, what happens is you believe on Jesus, man, and that means you believe in his love for you. So in other words, you believe that he did on what he did on the cross. Glory to God, he did it because he loves you. And you see, when you begin to believe that now, what you're doing is you're complying with the law of love. Because now your right believing enables the Holy Spirit to write that love law on your heart. You see, love is the fulfilling of the law, yet religion, guys, has taught us that this love that fulfills the law is something that we are responsible for. In other words, we think it's about how much we can love God and how much we can love people rather than receiving God's love for us, guys. So that we can now become, glory to God, the vessels and the instruments through which God's love can flow into the world. You see, God wants you to be an instrument of His love. God does not want you to struggle and perform to love. No. God wants you to be an instrument of His love. You see, you cannot ever turn love into a performance. Love can never be a demand that is placed on you. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You've been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again tomorrow as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. 
Now to find out more about our ministry and to listen to the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now, I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to speaking to you again on tomorrow's podcast.